Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. It's like the, the podcast. You. Oh, yeah. podcast. No. Wow. All right. Well, I will continue to, to uh, keep a close eye on the show notes yeah, for that part. Out. Just in case you switch it up. I like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> you really do. Mm-hmm. You're so spooky that way. I'm spooky. Ooh. Um, what's new? What's happening? Um, well, I um, it's a few days before Halloween and the week before Halloween, as you know, yes. I <laughs> give everyone I come into contact to, with candy because I assume they're probably trick or treating. Like maybe they, I think everyone's just trick or treating. Yeah, just nonsense. Like, are you trick, like who are you dressed as? Yeah. Like, are you? So I gave Eric some of his favorite candies before we got I can here. Fully so vouch. if you notice his energy level like a little spiky, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I gave him a lot of um, mini uh, Reese's cups. You actually made me stand outside your building door. Knock on the door, yeah, I did. and then I, you gave me. I made you go outside. <laughs> you said, "Are you trick or treating?" And then handed me a bag of salad. I, I, that you, is true. You, all of that is true. And I, but you think it's like unique that like you do it to everyone, so I feel special. <laughs> you also did clarify. Don't think this is special for you. I do this for everyone. Right. Yeah. In fact, I'm getting exhausted, and I can't wait till Halloween is over. Wow. But I will say, like you did get me um, candy that is like perfectly specified to the kind that I like. I know. Mini Reese's. That's why this is a, an exhausting hobby I have. <laughs> I have to think about everyone. It's as individualized for everyone. Everyone's allergic to things now. That's true. On like keto and like weird. Just have to be careful. But did you uh, say last week? I forget what your favorite Halloween candy is. Your number one. I love licorice, and that was on the no-no list. Oh, but But it's black licorice. Oh, butter! You did say mm. butterfingers. Oh, that's. Yeah. I haven't a had them answer. in a long time, actually. Well, I don't even see them anymore. I guess they're at the movies. I think they sell them. Yeah, I see them at the movie theater. Oh, really? I guess you know I'm not like searching for candy yeah. as much as I used to be. I I typically just go to the Butterfinger BB's warehouse when oh, I need butterfingers. Butterfinger. No, see, those aren't as good. Why do you go to the BB warehouse? Well, it's in Long Island City. They do have. Oh, sorry, they do have all kinds of butterfingers. Oh, it's just the, that's the name. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, but okay. Well, take it up with Jim. I'll allow it. Okay. He's the owner of oh, Butterfinger Jim, Beaver's you know Warehouse. Him. You know yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're very close. Okay. It's, wow. Okay. Wow. I. You know, I always think I know you kind of well. <laughs> And something you know, like this happens. I'm a lot is like Jim any, that way. Is there anything? Full of secrets. Wow, you're obsessed with Jim these days. I'm getting jealous. Are you, gonna, are you going to have a... Oh, <laughs> please don't tell me you're going to have a Butterfinger BB podcast with Jim. Because I'll die. Oh, no. I definitely don't already have one that's available to download on iTunes called Butterfinger BB's The Podcast. It's BB-rific. No. Rate us five stars you and subscribe. <laughs> you, you have a phrase. Lauren, we've been doing it for three years. What do you think I gave can, me the idea I for this podcast? Because so like Jim, me and Jim were sitting one day and he Who was like, is Jim? Okay, I think I've gone over this. Jim is the owner of Butterfinger Baby's Warehouse in Long Island City. And Jim and I were sitting and I was like, oh. what if we had a podcast about other types of Butterfingers? And he was like, well, expand it. Like, what if we had a podcast about like all sorts of things, like other podcasts? And I was like, that's a great idea. And Jim was like, I'm a little busy right now. I can't do it with you. So then I planted the, ear in, the idea in your ear. And then you were like, wait, I have an idea. And I was like, yes, that is your idea and not Jim's. Wow. I have, I feel a little betrayed sorry should i should i have kept that secret you should not have told me (laughs) 
<laughs> but I have to work extra hard yeah. now to make this podcast better than Butterfinger BB Hour. Yeah. Whatever you yeah. call it. Whatever that garbage trash is that it's you call it. <laughs> something like so that. So now, uh, now this is going to be the best goddamn episode ever. Are y'all wow. ready to rumble? Okay. Show notes. Give it oh to me. Oh my God. We are so far behind. Are schedule. we? Yeah. Time oh. is a ticket. Oh. <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. I think you meant like in life. I mean also. Both. Um, also. Why can't it be both? Um, <laughs> I play Nintendo after work every night and I'm almost 35. Okay. So, um, really quick. Tell me. Um, I just feel like I do have to shout out Masters of Scale podcast yep. because I really am like, I'm involved in it, but that's not why. It's a great storytelling business podcast with real takeaways. They turn it into business curriculum, but it's really fun. The And the last episode was with Danny Meyer. And it's, I mean, I was like taking notes. I'm like, I listened to it 20 times for work and I would listen to it 20 more times. So okay. I recommend really, I really, I'm, I, if I didn't care about it, I wouldn't bring it up like this. Yeah. I really think it's a great episode. So go listen to it. That podcast is like eating your spinach, but it tastes like Butterfinger. You yeah. know, it's like you get all the good nutrition, but it, Still tastes good, and I think it'll make you. I think it'll make you a better person. <laughs> I really think it'll yeah. help you in your life. One hundred percent. The other thing is, uh, DJ J Wu and I are flying to Chicago for the Chicago Podcast Festival, basically just to see the Daily Zeitgeist. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh and we're also going to go see um, Gaber's High and Mighty, John uh-huh. Gaber's. So we're literally like, we don't don't have time to do this. It makes <laughs> zero sense. But, but we were like talking about it. We were like. We're going to be so pissed when it comes and we're not there. You know what I mean? Like, we, 100%. if we didn't go, we would yeah. be like, they, people would be like, what are you doing this weekend? And we'd be like, well, not, not going to going see the dailies like this. So I guess yeah. we'll just sit home and talk about how much we hate our lives. <laughs> so like, that was the alternative. Yeah. So we decided we had to go. So we're Listen, going to Chicago. It's an investment in your future. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to try not to talk about the dailies like guys every episode, but, um, I have to play a small clip because as you know, on the dailies like guys, they have AKAs every single episode. Uh-huh. And people write in songs, and they change the lyrics to have the host's names, Jack, uh, Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray. It's always so good. I don't know how they keep up with it. Well, they a have user-submitted one every... ones. Well, but but then they, they sing it. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. Well, take a listen to this. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane here in Zeitberg. Over-unders, Hosnier. It's a... Zeitblur, my solve a mystery, Ori Ryan history, Zeitgang, woo! Every day they're out there making Zeitgeist, woo! Tales with Taters O'Brien and Miles Gray, oh woo! I, that was messed up, I, I fucked the rhythm on the last part. <laughs> but you know what? Shout out to you, Lauren Passell, and your wonderful husband, at Just Chen. That was like a marriage came together to create that wonderful DuckTales inspired AKA. They're like that married couple that wrote Let It Go. Oh, like, yes. Writes all the great Disney songs. Hey, y'all, y'all might have a future. Oh. My. Lanta. I haven't stopped smiling. Wait, this is crazy. How did you not, t- how did you keep this secret? Speaking of secrets. I've been really busy. <gasps> it's all I think about in my dreams. Oh my goodness. This is like your dream. And it was really good, right? We, that was we, such a and, good and one. And Justin and I worked on it together. Like we had like notes and we like went back and forth. And Oh my god. Anyway, okay. I don't... Wait, that was so good. Oh, thanks. How did that even come to your mind? The DuckTales theme. I was like <laughs> trying to think of what they would like. And it's, they like, like 90s stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is... Fun nostalgia. Yeah, I knew that would like be it. And 
anyway. And then I was going to do a Rescue Rangers one. Oh, but so good. You basically don't have to change the words and it describes their relationship. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not, but maybe I'll send it to them, but like, you don't have to change the words. Like the rescue, they are the rescue rangers. They literally as as are. The song actually wow. isn't about Chippendale. It's about Miles and Jack. Oh my gosh. Miles and Jack. See? Rescue rangers. Miles and Jack. And a danger. It's really good. They're, they're solving crimes. Yeah. And like, so, oh my gosh. Wow. Like, that's the world a, is a really place. good one. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I, we don't need to harp on this too much, but that was. But the like, best moment really, of my life. from all of us, congratulations Thank you. Thank you. on now you were like really a part of the daily zeitgeist. Yeah, truly, <sighs> truly, I'm shook. Thank you. Thank you. I am shook. Thank you. Whoa, how can we, how can we move on from I that? I think it's time to move on. I, but because I, uh, I know. But let's talk about the podcast challenge. Okay, like I challenged you last week to. Yeah. This is the segment where we challenge each other to listen to something new. Yeah. Um, and I challenged Eric to listen to Beyond, mm-hmm. which it's, we, I've been excited about it for a while. It's like, um, hosted by a hilarious comedian named Mike Kelton. He tries to solve real life problems with via supernatural means. And it's, I think it's just like spooky, funny, and gay. And I'm so excited to hear what you think about it. I'm so excited to tell you what I Yay! think about it. Okay. So I listened to the psychics episode. Mm-hmm. Each one is sort of like a different Type of like supernatural energy person, however you categor- categorically describe them. Um, so he talks to a psychic from, get this, Cleveland. <laughs> did, I know. Did you listen to no, this? No, of course. Ah! Okay. Um, I know of all, well, I, yeah, I know of all places. Yeah, for real. Cleveland, if y'all don't know, is generally where Lauren mm-hmm. and I am from. It's where we met. It's where we oh. met. Um, and her name is Janet, which I just really just, like that you name. You know it, yeah. It's good. Um, I love this so much. So as the two of them are talking, Mike's grandfathers both come through on both sides. Um, one of them jokes to Janet about marrying a woman. Um, Mike is gay, which seems sad that like bigotry remains in the even in the afterlife. But Mike insists that this was just his humor and can like conf- it confirms that it's his really his grandpa, right? Because he was like joking even in the afterlife. And I got so, did this happen to you where I got so into this that I kind of forgot that the reading was not about like me and my grandpas. And I was like, oh, that is so my grandpa Janet. And then I was like, wait, this is, this isn't about me. I kind of <laughs> did have chills. Right? And listening to her talk and like You get the other so story. roped yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the other thing I liked is it's really kind of lighthearted and fun. I feel like yeah. a lot of like psychic exactly. medium things. Yeah. Are super heavy. Also, it's fun to talk to anyone who has like insane enthusiasm about something. Yes. A little weird. Yes. yes. And that's Mike Kelton. He's yeah. funny. And he's so psyched. Even if someone about. is ex- like super jazzed about like vanilla like BB, yogurt. Like Butterfinger BBs. Well, that's, that's, ex- that's exciting Never mind. no matter that's what. annoying no matter wow, what. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. 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 Back to beyond. Yeah, I feel like it, like it's a great balance between like the woo woo of it all and like the fun like lighthearted exactly. thing. Yeah, um, and he sometimes acknowledges when things are like a little improbable or like too convenient, which is helpful because we're all thinking it, right? We're all a little skeptical. Well, his boyfriend is uh, like the straight man, uh, 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 JK, but like he's the like, man that's like, come on, yeah, you know, which is he's a necessary element of this. It was really fun to hear Mike talk to a psychic and. It makes me want to listen to other episodes where he talks to mediums and past lives. Um, the past life one is yes. so, the past life one. Like that was the one that ma- really gave me chills. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's That'll about, it's time. about how he chose, cho- chooses his mother. And if you remember my spooky story, I yeah. ch- believe that I chose my mother. 
Yeah, it's intense. Go listen afterwards. Go listen right now. I'll that wait. is crazy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, well, I can't wait for that. Overall rating, uh, not since Ghost Peeps has anything been so spooky Ooh. and fun. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. What a great ring. I love it. Thank you for challenging me to that. I'm so glad you liked it. That was a, that was a win. I knew you would. That was Hit a, it out that of the was park. a softball. Is that what they say? Is that yeah. What say? Okay. This feels like a sports reference. Yeah, sports something. Speaking of sports reference, up to yes. bat is my challenge for you. Oh, no, it's oh, not sports it's related. Tr- sports podcast. Sports podcast. <laughs> it's called Sports with Jim. Oh, oh no! <laughs> From the Butterfinger BB's warehouse no. in I, Long Island are, City. I am not. I am not. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, my challenge for you. You know how um, you always have like a really hard time connecting with your husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you know how your husband is like a, like a UX designer? Tell me about it. So, <laughs> well, I'm here to <laughs> fix all that by challenging you to listen to a brand new podcast from Gimlet Creative and Adobe all about good design. Have you heard of this? Is this the one you were talking about? You don't know what it is, so. It's called Wireframe. I think both of you are really going to love it. So, um, uh, 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 oh, specifically, okay, they say that it's aimed specifically at UX slash UI designers, graphic designers, and the design curious. And which, the designers' wives who know nothing. <laughs> but, like, those three categories literally describe all of us, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's hosted by Adobe principal designer Koi Vin, and each episode is around 20 minutes long, so it's not a huge commitment. Okay, thank you. And um, it's when I put it on three times speed, it'll be like one minute. No time at all. Like, no one could possibly divide 20 by three, so I can't right. tell you how many no. minutes that would be. There's but no way to know. Something less than 20. Uh, so far, they've covered topics like the creation of Boston's 311 app, how bad design can cause airplane crashes, and the process of designing emojis Ooh. as we know them. Ooh. That sounds fun. That's like my kind of, yeah, like uh, the sugar makes the medicine go down. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. So Thank you. hopefully it'll allow you to, to connect as you never have before. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I need new ways to bond with the old ball and chain. 100%. We have nothing to talk 100%. about. 100%. So I would recommend both of you listening to an app and then maybe you can talk about something other than the Daily Zeitgeist. Can you? <laughs> that does take up a good point. A very large portion of our day. Listen, I get it. Justin, I bought Bechdel Cast t-shirt today. We'll talk ah! later. I did. But anyway, um, yeah, we need new subject. Can you give us like a, an outline so that we have actual topics to discuss? Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Okay, thank you. You already did yeah. it. Okay, thanks. Just yeah, email it to me. It's already written. Okay. It's already written out. <laughs> um, cool. Um, thank you. And now a word from our sponsor, 23andMe. Picture this. The new Bryce Dallas Howard Blockbuster is playing at your local AMC, and you can't wait. You've been looking forward to this flick since you saw a previous one and thought, I definitely know who that actress is. The only problem is, who do you invite? Sure, you could try to narrow down your companion options by throwing a dart at the wall or with some eeny, meeny, miny, mo bullshit, but now you don't have to, thanks to 23andMe. From the makers of MySpace, 23andMe is the brand new friendship app that takes away the burden of having to narrow down which people you should hang out with. Simply start with a modest pool of every single person you know, and 23andMe will use their state-of-the-art personality matching technology to narrow that pool down to just 23 people who would be perfect for you to hang out with. Now that's a manageable bundle of buddies. 
Use discount code podcast podcast at checkout and 23andMe promises not to include Brenda in your group of 23 friends because Brenda's the worst. Thanks, 23andMe. You know, this is so wow. helpful. I've been using the app and whereas before I would have a list of, you know, upwards of 26, 27 friends to go out with. Frequently asked question. Frequently yeah. asked question. Yeah. Um, What if you don't know 23 people oh it's easy you just start with a uh, small pool of every person you've ever met oh oh yeah wow this is this is gonna be fun yes real and then fun they will randomly select wow i wow state-of-the-art friendship technology wow so it could be any anyone well that anyone I, perfectly I've ever suited met. to go oh. to the next bryce dallas howard movie with you <sighs> wow i'm really yeah. excited about this thanks 23 and me Yay, thanks Okay, let's get going to some clips. How about a real fun one? Oof, okay, warning for <sighs> everyone. I was apparently in a very political mood when gathering these clip, my clips this week, but it's apt because this episode is coming out on the day of midterm elections. I hope you are all voting, and frankly, I hope you're all voting Democratic. I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. No. <laughs> um, okay, the consequences are too dire for yeah, pussyfooting. Yeah, 100%. If, if you don't want to hear it because you're oversaturated with political things, totally get it. Or because you just don't hear to care to hear my personal ideologies, feel free to hit that little skip button. Yeah, and I don't care if you hate woman, women and Hillary. Like, I don't care what your reasoning is. Just do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I Have to Ask is a podcast from Slate's well-known resident interviewer, Isaac Chotner. Uh, where he gets like up close and personal with guests, mostly in the world of news and politics. In this episode, Isaac's guest is Martha Nussbaum, who's a moral philosopher and writer from the University of Chicago. She and Isaac are discussing the value of anger and getting mad about politics. Um, sorry, I think I said that wrong. Not really the value of it, whether or not it's valuable to get anger and get mad in the world of politics. And more specifically, if there's value in expressing disapproval and disgust with our current administration. Um, I know that sounds confusing and maybe like there's an obvious answer, but here is a bit of their discussion. It's really interesting. But it also seems to me maybe a little bit that you're denying or less willing to not wanting to think about this in a certain way, which is that, you know what, these people who work in the Trump administration are going along with separating kids from their parents at the border and there's some value in society for us as human beings to show our disgust with that. And not just to show our disgust by voting in November of 2020. There's certainly value in that. But also to show our disgust by saying, you know what? Kids are being taken from their parents and you are not welcome at this restaurant. And and I'm not I'm not certain there isn't value in that despite everything you're saying. I think it's better to accentuate the issue because you're you're really talking about a very, very important issue, that is the treatment of the children. And the protests that we've had in, the, in Chicago against the detention of kids have been wonderful. They've been right on target. They've said, this is wrong, this is bad. And I think to focus on the issue is much better than focusing on one individual who may or may not have any power at all. But moreover, I actually think it's always better to focus on the deed rather than the doer, you hold open the possibility that this person actually might have some under layer of, of goodness and they might actually change. <sighs> I really struggle with this 
I feel like some days I'm as extreme as like anyone who votes Republican is not worth one minute of my time. And I would never invest in someone who votes against human rights. And then other days I'm like, be realistic, like love everyone and try as hard as you can to advocate for human rights and try to reach across and show people in your life, like why you feel so strongly. (sighs) I don't know. Where do you land? What are your feelings? Who asked you, Martha? (laughs) No, I just think, I agree with that, but it's just too, it's too much. It's, they're, Mm. they're, you know, we're not, we're not fighting fire with fire. And we're also not debating about how this country should use its financial resources, right? If that's what we were really debating about, political, like Republican versus Democrat, that would be one thing. And I would say certainly all opinions are valid in that space. But when we're talking about literally the rights of humans and whether or not, like Isaac said, we should be caging children at the border, if you are not... Of course, the children. uh, Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you are not obviously and staunchly against that, like, I don't know how I could find common ground. Right. Right? Yeah. And and I feel like even if you're complacent and choose to ignore those things, like, that is is as bad as advocating for it. And also, I feel like the people that I know that are like, let's find common ground... They don't want common ground. They want their way. Mm. It's a manipulation to make you see their way. Yep. They're like, well, let's see common ground, but like, here's what I think, and this is actually right. They're not wanting common ground. And and also they're saying, I want to infringe upon your rights. Why aren't you letting me? Right. It's like, what? No, we all yeah. should, we should just have the baseline agreement that everyone deserves equal treatment and equal protection under the law because that's what our constitution says and, and people this administration and people are fighting against that yeah, and we're getting our constitutional rights taken away yeah and that's not how it's supposed to work well because they're saying oh no you don't that you as a person don't actually qualify for that protection right I know, it's you so as an as an immigrant you as a person fleeing from from you know whatever horrible situation you are needing to flee from right you as a refugee are not worth protecting. And Republicans are famous for not giving a shit about someone until like their daughter comes out as gay or like a lot of them. Some some of them never, but like a lot of them don't even show any empathy until it affects them. Yeah. So that's the whole problem. There's yeah. no empathy. Well, that's a good point too is like it's that is hypocritical behavior. So it's hard to say, well, let's hear people out. Let's consider their ideas when their ideas are really contradictory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do all lives matter? Like you say in in like in opposition to the black lives matter movement or do like if, if all lives matter, then these people at the border, we should be worrying about their lives because people are dying. Right. Right. Uh, if we're, if we're staunchly against a woman's right to choose could, because you think that life begins at conception, you think that's murder. Why are we pro death penalty? Right. Mm -hmm. These are contradictory thoughts. So it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to reconcile that for me. Yeah. Like you're worried about, uh, killing babies when women have abortions, but you're putting children in cages. Exactly. Like, you exactly. don't really care about, like, yeah. you don't care about living children. Which is it? Do, are we worried yeah, about the welfare so of, of babies and children or not? Because it's not about that. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I... I, I know. We could go on forever. I know. And it's, and it's obvious how we feel. I'm trying to, like, think about, again, the value of outrage, the value of compassion and reaching across the aisle. Like, and that's why I love this episode because I like thinking about American politics through the lens of philosophy rather than mm-hmm. ideology, mm-hmm. right? Because it's easy to get into these like ideological, like, grr, 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 you know? And yeah. it's like, I'm wondering, what is the value? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if someone thinks, if someone thinks that women should have access to legal and affordable health care, 
like I do, but votes for Trump, who is working very hard to wipe out such access. Like, how do you reconcile? How do you reconcile that? Yeah. Is it about the issue? I wish we had or about someone the power who could of that person's tell vote? us. Like, someone explained to me. Right. Well, and that's why this episode is interesting because you know Isaac and Martha do I think disagree on this, and at different times I really heard both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think wow, how wonderful that someone would personally feel strongly that women should have the right to accessible, affordable health care. But their vote, actions speak louder than words, right? Like if their vote is contradicting that, I don't think I feel any um, gratitude for their personal sentiments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, And like same with, you know, gay rights. Like of course I'm glad, I'm grateful if someone acknowledges that I deserve human rights and equal protection under the law as a gay mm-hmm, man, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is meaningless. Mm-hmm. It is meaningless if they vote for an, an anti-gay politician. Yeah. Right? Which... It does you no good. <laughs> almost all Republic, Most Republicans are anti-gay politicians mm-hmm. because they vote against gay rights. Right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what they say. And I want to also say that this really applies to people who do not vote. Right? Mm-hmm. Today is election day and the midterms count just as much as the presidential elections. So if you do not vote... There's a great Desmond Tutu quote that if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. A great Jamie Loftus quote. Give it. There's a special place (laughs) in hell for people that bought a lotto ticket and do not vote. Because there is just a big lotto and a lot of fuckers Uh, bought tickets and they're probably not going to vote. It is so good. That's such a good quote. I mean, really, I think that like. I think that people in positions of privilege do not understand. That when they say they aren't political or when they say they don't vote because it doesn't affect them, what they really mean is this won't affect me and I do not care about the people who it will affect, Mm -hmm. right? Because I guarantee these people who aren't voting have lots of people in their lives who will be directly affected by the people that they are or are not voting for. Mm -hmm. So it's you're basically saying... It doesn't affect me, and I do not care that it does affect you. Yeah, right. And I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this ap- like after the the voting is totally, done. Totally, totally. But my I'm cohort- also sure a lot of people are listening, listening. to this. <laughs> well, but or and a lot of people that do listen probably totally. voted. I'm totally. Listening. But my coworker is canvassing, and she gave a really good tip for a very easy tip to talk to someone about voting, and it's just literally walk through the steps with them, like ask them, like. What are you doing on Tuesday? Yeah. How can we get this into your day? What, yep. what, how can I help you walk through the steps that will just literally, the simplest thing? Like, yeah. So are you going to go before work or do you have time during the day? Like, do you yep. know where it is? Yep. Where is your, like, what are, what forms are you bringing? Are you, have you thought ahead? Like, yep. literally just asking the questions that make it seem, because it might seem like hard to do if you yeah, literally just look at your barriers. day and be like, okay, yeah. like plan it, plan it and you'll do it. That's such a good that's such a good way to think about it because it even feels outside the scope of like reaching across or whatever. It's just kind of giving voters access and understanding to what the power of voting is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what's your barrier? Do you not know like who the candidates are? And so yeah, it feels like you would just you? be throwing a dart. What's stopping you? And let's fix that. Right. Let me give you some information. Yeah. yeah. Do you, is parking crazy? Right. Like let's carpool. Like let's absolutely figure out. Those are the things that it's not yeah. always because people are confused. It's because literally they just, need to visualize it and get yeah. there. Yeah, their I love that. Yeah. I love that. If you want to listen to this podcast, again, this was I Have to Ask with Isaac Chotner, and the guest was philosopher Martha Nussbaum. Enjoy. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> um, let us know what you think.
Um, clip two. Have you ever heard of Directionally Challenged? Yes. Um, Directionally Challenged uh, is the hosts are <laughs> Candace King and Kayla Ewell. And um, it's a podcast about realigning your internal compass. It's like these 30-something women asking life's questions and learning from the people who just might have the answers. Mm. I read that off the website, so I <laughs> don't talk like oh, that in my that? normal life. Yeah, the guest is Manoush Zamarati. Do you know who she is? No, huh? I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Um, she was on Note to Self, which was a big, uh, really popular podcast that's now defunct because she's moved on to a new podcast called Zigzag, which I keep waiting for you to challenge me to listen to because it's about two women who have left their steady jobs to try to have a life while they maintain their crazy new venture in a startup. I have fully seen this and been like, for sure she's listening to this yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I see, I see. Um, and also she just wrote this book called Bored and Brilliant, and that's kind of what she's talking about. This is called The Tech Addiction Episode. Um, also, sorry, not sorry. Manoush is really pretty and I want to look just like her when I grow up, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay. So this episode is about all the fucked up shit technology and social media are doing to our souls. And in this clip, they're talking about being bored. For me, I don't know about you guys, but like, I felt like my brain was so overloaded and actually I thought that it was maybe causing me problems. Mm -hmm. Like I was having trouble reading a book. Mm -hmm. I was having trouble, um, really sort of delving down into, to complex issues. And it's sort of, that's what it made me wonder. I was like, man, I am never bored is that actually the problem? And so I went, fell down this rabbit hole of trying to research like what happens in your brain when you get bored? Is it actually something that is could potentially be good? Or more importantly, would it be bad to never be bored mm -hmm. again? And mm -hmm. it turns out all this cool stuff happens in your head. You have, go into it? you have this quote that says, uh, you thought only boring people were bored. And right. I didn't think I thought that until you said that, uh, that we all should be bored is such a concept that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. But I do feel like there's sort of this glaze over my thoughts. <laughs> and I think well, I think that's what you mean, right? So what if I said to you, like, let's get rid of the word bored. What if I was like, what if you never allow your mind to wander or you never uh, allow your thoughts just to go off and then follow and see where they go? Like, I think it's the word bored has yeah. a problem. Mm. Like, bored sounds like bad. Mm -hmm. And there is there, the semantics really do matter. But if you swap it out and you call it um, mind wandering or daydreaming or then it starts to sound a little bit more romantic. Absolutely. But then what if I told told you that actually when you're bored you ignite a network in your brain called the default mode and actually the default mode is where you do your best problem solving your most creative thinking and you actually have empathy so like mm. really really wonderful important good productive and smart things happen when you activate that network in your brain and so it's like the words we choose i think matter a lot mm. When was the last time you were bored? I love this clip so much, and I have so many things to say oh, about it. Yay! Uh, I was bored. Listening to it? Nope. Oh, okay. I saw I saw an opera on Monday, and I was at times bored. Okay. Um, and I solved problems that I had with designs at work. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm hmm. I really did. I was sitting there bored, I and totally then I was like, do that. "That's it." That's how I couldn't figure yeah. out this design challenge I was having. And it was just like all of a sudden, like, it's like there it you is. had to pay hundreds of dollars 
to fix your problems. I mean, really none because, you know, yeah, my I husband works. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. But yes, point being the opera. But outside of that, right, like probably never. Right. What about you, DJ J. Wu? Yeah, probably never. I think uh, the moments where I get I get that feeling, that the default feeling that she's talking about is like only in the shower or like on my walk to work. My walk to work is probably one of the most productive walks or like times of my day just yeah. because it's the only time I can think. You don't, without, you don't listen to anything? I mean, I'm listening to stuff, but yeah. No, well, I mean. I, I agree that the word is bad and it has like a bad connotation. It makes us feel like it's bad. Being bored is bad just because the word sounds bad because like when I have those moments, I'm like, Oh no, being bored is bad. So if I'm going to take a shower, I have to listen to a podcast. And if I'm walking, I have to literally be, I run to work in my high heels and I tweet while I'm running. Like I'm insane because I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to be bored. So what am I going to do to make sure I don't get bored? I'll always have my phone. I always have something to do. I'm I'm like, I'm like on my way home, I'm going to plan what I'm wearing tomorrow. I like plan out like a plan so that I'm never bored. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I, tr- I act, I'm active. But isn't there a, um, a balance between like productivity and curbing boredom? Cause yeah. sometimes it feels like, Oh, I'm going to shower and listen to this podcast and it feels slightly productive. I don't know what I'm like. I don't know what the good result is there, but it feels productive in some way. No, no, exactly. Well, you're focused Produ- on efficiency. a specific I'm thing. With efficiency. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm, I'm learning something. Yeah. But what I'm missing is, and she's saying is you can be efficient when your mind is in that mode where yeah. you're I'm like missing chances to be a new kind of efficient yeah. that I'm missing out on. Cause I don't believe it's efficient. Yeah. Cause I think it's bored and like bad. And but, oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Please, no, 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 you please. go. No, no, well, you I was go. just going to say you all are, runners as well i find that another time that i can kind of click into this mode in my mind is when i'm running long distances yeah where you're like oh i just like thought of a million things that will change my life for the better yeah because your mind's clear and you get into that what was it called the like defunct no default default Default. yeah 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 nope it's like your default (laughs) yeah Yeah. your reset um what were you gonna say on that oh i thought you were gonna say something about running. oh no oh oh, yeah actually well i was just gonna say uh I totally agree. And like the, like training for like a race. Yeah. Like if you have, like once you start logging like higher mileages, yeah. you just kind of your mind or at least my mind just starts wandering. Once you get past like 10 miles, you start thinking about things that you probably haven't thought about in a while. I've, or at least I do. I so. found yeah. the same thing. Yeah. When, when Justin was training for his marathon, he would come back from his runs and be like, I've got this crazy idea. We have to spend $200,000 on this app I just invested in and we're moving to Cuba. And I'd be like, oh my God, we have to stop all this yeah. thing. I got us into way too many people. So then schemes. I like got him like a lot of activities. I got him an extra job. I was like, yes, no more, good. no more thinking. <laughs> no more yeah. default thinking for you. He literally does have two jobs. He does. All tracks. Yeah, I got one of them as a play, but um, I don't even know what it is. It's fake. Um, but also they were talking about how like a long, not that long ago, you would have time like waiting in line at the grocery store or like you'd be, have these moments baked into your day, but we don't have those anymore because of our phones. Mm. So like they even say like, remember when on like instant messenger you used to say BRB? Yeah. No one says BRB anymore unless it's like to be funny because we never go anywhere. <laughs> right. You're We're always accessible. Everything. You're yeah. All, I mean, I'm on Slack on my phone. I'm on text. I'm on everything. Yep. There's no BRB. Yep. We used to BRB and put an away message on and be like, okay, I'm closing down. I'm leaving everything. 
well, I even get bored with my board solvents. Like I'll be on Instagram and be like, I'm bored with this. And so I'll switch to like a game on my phone. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We are so fucked up. I'm like bored with my board thing. Yeah. Well, that was why at my last job, I had two phones. I had a work phone and a personal phone. And if you remember, I would get so bored when I only had one phone. Because <laughs> when I had two phones, I would be Instagramming on one and tweeting on the other. I'm not joking. Oh my god. And if goodness. I ever had one, I would get frustrated. Yeah. I was like, this is creepy. And now I only have one. And <laughs> I remember your husband was like, how is that going with yeah. only one phone? Like, yeah. it's like, it was a struggle. Because I'm so insane. So used to the both. Do you, okay, so when do you brainstorm? You When you're running? Yeah, so I would say... If I'm listening to music and designing, doing something creative, that's a good brainstorming time. And then also when I'm running and then also like really if I'm at a show, because, you know, we see a lot of like theater and and live entertainment, um, your mind wanders and starts to brainstorm. Yeah. What about you, Jujuju, when you're running, when you're working out? Yeah, when I'm working out, when I'm walking, my walk to work is like truly a, uh, mind expanding experience um and then like yeah mundane tasks like chores doing chores oh yeah that's a good like i'm like mopping the floor or some shit yeah do you all mop yeah oh we don't should we mop yes you should i'm I'm never coming over to your house again if if you wear yeah you wear shoes in the house and shit yeah yeah you right. it's new york city (laughs) it is okay we'll mop what about um, you? What are, when do you brainstorm? I mean, I I do have times of brainstorming, but I'm like, I don't have time to brainstorm right now. I will do it when I'm taking my shower. Like I plan it out. I have to be like interesting. Or like chores is huge. When I'm making the bed, when I'm getting my clothes ready for the next day. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I will brainstorm. And this is making me realize I can't I need to open my I need to like open my mind up a little bit because you can't force brainstorming right. and creativity. Like I right. just need to start finding more time, like not meditation, but like just breathing and thinking or like I will literally be like okay I have to go I have to go pee I'm gonna think about like how I'm gonna respond to this email or like how to solve this problem while I'm peeing like I have it so down to a science it's like disgusting and it allows for no wiggle room I have no wiggle room but I think you're so right that this is a good reminder to like create opportunities for brainstorming even if it's not scheduled even if it doesn't happen in that opportunity it's like maybe i'll try to run more and cl- and not listen to a podcast while i'm running just to kind of clear my head a little bit and be able to think you interesting know? things happen the other day i had to step out and go to the bodega yeah and i like didn't have i only had my keys i didn't have my headphones uh-huh and it was an amazing two and a half minute walk because <laughs> i was like oh like just even go out without your headphones yeah or sometimes yeah. literally it's like scary I sound crazy. And no, I know what you mean. But it's true. I know what you mean. I also think the headphones thing is a little bit specific to um, having a walking lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think folks who drive have their headphones plugged in 24-7 quite as much as we do. Um, Because we're just, we're walking everywhere. So it's like, you wouldn't have them in when you drive. My headphones are on my head all day. Yeah. Literally the moment I wake up. Yeah. To the moment I get home at night. Yeah. And even when I'm home at night, I listen to things while I... Mm. Oh my God, we're so fucked. Mm. Um, <laughs> I I used to be like, when I was doing stand-up comedy, I would write my sets while I was taking a shower. Yeah. Every, it, it, like that night shower was when I would write what I was going to say. Um, do you bring your phones into the bathroom? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone oh, yeah. not? I'm not a monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, who, that, who do you think I am? Because that's like primo time, right? I would, yeah. Well, I would say not, not every time, but like generally I would say. Yeah. I mean... It sounds crazy, but I feel like everyone does it. Yeah, totally. I'm like a big, I hate 
I don't not allow books in the bathroom. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. a big, do not even let the page touch the bathroom door. Like I do not <laughs> want books in the bathroom, but for some reason I'm totally okay with yeah. bringing, Oh my gosh. Using your phone while you're brushing your teeth. Like, Oh my God, we, I, this is disgusting. We have I to know it's true. It's, it, it becomes really addictive and like, I, you're right. Like maybe we should concentrate on some of the chore type tasks, like brushing. Like I, I feel like for my life, I should concentrate more on like, letting my phone be away from me while I'm doing things that I can clear my mind and think and, you know, not be, not have to be entertained every second of every day. I think mine is I should challenge myself to walk places. Little, literally just walk, not Mm. run. I run to the gym in the morning. I run from gym to work and I, sometimes I run home. Don't you get sweaty when you run to work? No, I just love running anyway. And I'm always like, well, I can get there faster if I run and I love running and it's efficient. Like that's why I do that. Yeah. I should literally just walk and not listen to something. That would be a huge step for me. Yeah. I'm crazy. This, this, this seggy is about how crazy I am. And I think we need to move on before, before the truth starts coming out. Okay. I loved that clip. I know. I makes really me want to buy her book, Bored and Brilliant. Yeah. Cause I didn't even know that it was just like, oh, it's probably good for your brain to rest or that like you actually could be get benefits yeah. from being bored. Yeah. I mean, and it makes should, total sense. We should make up a new word for it. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. We, do we need to think about it? It's mindful time. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so hippy so lame. Yeah. Um, I think we should, it should be something called like balls yeah or yeah something. or okay, like zipping your zap zipping mm. the balls yeah i love that combination okay. zipping the balls we the work balls? together <laughs> we work together i was thinking about how at christmas time i like to grab christmas by the balls yeah it's like yeah. zipping the balls okay yeah. well listen we didn't have a lot of time to prepare sounds this. painful we <laughs> you guys we can top this we'll yeah. keep we'll keep thinking right. this ask, is expensive ask Jim. okay you know what next sure. time i'm brushing my teeth i'll clear my mind put my phone down and seriously? think on what we should call that seriously time. okay next time i want a suggestion from everyone done okay all right y'all listen to directionally challenged this episode was tech edition yeah addiction oh <laughs> well, yeah whatever i was busy looking at my phone i couldn't read it yeah <laughs> Um, all right, should we get into our first segment? Yeah, I hope it's cheerful because your last clip was kind of tough. Great news. It's really cheerful. No, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, so this segment is called Lots of Comments, Then No Comment. Oh, it's sort it's of an evolution segment. of no comment, except it has lots of comments up top. It's kind of ranty, but bear with me for a second. I love you all. Uh, okay, y'all know what happened this last month with the Supreme Court. So after... A few years ago, Republicans blocked President Barack Obama from appointing his Supreme Court nominee during his presidency, which was, you know, just a legal right of any sitting president and completely obstructed the law and the rights of the U.S. presidency. Donald Trump has now appointed ultra-conservative Judge Brett Kavanaugh. Boo. Uh, During Kavanaugh's vetting for the lifetime position, that's right, lifetime position on the Supreme Court, three women came forward to say that the appointee had sexually assaulted them. Despite this, a majority Republican Senate voted to appoint the nominee who, at 53 years old, will now spend the rest of his life as one of nine judges on the highest court in this country, deciding the fate of hundreds of millions of Americans. This man has made it no secret that he is against women's reproductive rights and that he is against gay and trans rights, and that his ideals strongly align with that of our current administration. Great news. We don't have to guess how horribly destructive the results of this appointment will be because it has already happened before. So in 1991, I'm sure you all know, President George W. Bush appointed Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court. 
he is still on the Supreme Court because, again, it is what a lifetime appointment. Um, so shortly after, a private interview between Anita Hill and the FBI were leaked to the press, which detailed how Thomas had sexually harassed Anita Hill while he was her supervisor at the Department of Education. Four witnesses came forward confirming her story. She took a lie detector test, which also confirmed her stories, and she testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Despite this, Clarence Thomas was vote Clarence Thomas was voted onto the Supreme Court at age 43 for a lifetime appointment. Again, it's showing that we don't we believe these women. We believe that these people are sexually assaulting them, but we just don't care, right? Great. So for 27 years now, it has been 27 years. Thomas has voted against the rights of women, the LGBTQ+ community, minority communities and immigrants and plenty of other vulnerable communities. He's only 70. He could have two more decades of hateful oppression ahead of him. And Kavanaugh at 53 could have another four decades on the court. So now we have two men accused of sexual harassment and sexual assault who now get to decide for the entire country what might define sexual assault or whether women who are sexually assaulted are able to have access to safe and legal abortions. Which brings me to this clip, which comes from a new weekly podcast from The Cut called The Cut on Tuesdays. The show features women's voices on culture, style, sex, and politics, and this episode is called Power. In this clip, host Molly Fisher, a writer for The Cut and New York Magazine, shares what happened in the wake of Clarence Thomas's appointment to the Supreme Court of the United States. What happened after that day, of course, was that Anita Hill testified. Thomas was confirmed anyway, and in the next election, women ran for office in record numbers. You actually get a literal charge of women the next year into Washington for elected office. And we have what has long been referred to as the year of the woman in 1992 when four women are elected to the Senate. And that is a motherfucking record. Okay. <laughs> including, <laughs> yay, including Barbara Boxer, Dianne Feinstein. And in California, two women Barbara Boxer, we will be the Cagney Lacey one-two punch for the state of California. And Carol Mosley Brown, who is the first black woman ever elected to the Senate in 1992. You have shown what we can do when we come together, when we, when we stop them from dividing us along race lines and gender lines and geography, when we come together. So, and this is a year after a black woman is treated with derision and dismissal by a white male, all white male judiciary. That podcast was The Cut on Tuesdays. The episode was Power. Take a listen. And that was no comment. <laughs> that was lots of commenting and then no comment. Yeah. <laughs> and I have something a little lighter for my next segment. I, I think we're all so ready for that. Well... <laughs> Have you heard of the podcast Duty Calls? I hadn't before this. Well, this segment is new. It's called PSA because mm -hmm. it's a little PSA for y'all. Mm -hmm. Public service announcement. Um, comedian and writer Doug Mand, who is on How I Met Your Mother and UCB. Uh, he's a UCB comedian. He talks to other comedians about their most embarrassing and horrifying bathroom <laughs> attacks and other unflattering experiences. And um, Betsy Sodaro, oh, my favorite, is on this episode. And um, so he, Doug is talking about how he actually set up a hotline so that if you're about to shit your pants, <laughs> you call the number and hopefully talking <sighs> to the, like leaving a message and like talking it through yeah. will um, like allow you to forget about your asshole and hold it until you can really <laughs> let it go. 
<laughs> so that's your PSA. It's 1786. Hold it in. <laughs> you can call it. Call it when you don't have to shit. I know. I sure do do. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was funny that Dan, in a moment of near pants shitting, called his own hotline to ease his pain and to see if it worked. <laughs> The report, it didn't help and maybe made things worse because he was so mad and jealous of the version of himself recording the message, the version of himself who was not about to shit his pants. Like I said, we have a shit hotline, uh, 1786, hold it in, and that's where you can call and you talk about your emergencies or you just want to hear my voice to reassure you that you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a shit attack a couple weeks ago and... I was, uh, I was, I was probably a good, I was probably just a half a mile away from home, but walking oh and, my God. uh, it got really, really bad. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I tell our listeners to do. And I'm going to call the shit hotline. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so I did. And, what? uh, Jack has not heard this, doesn't know this story. So let's play that jack will hear it for the first time as you all hear it for the first time and then we can talk about it okay so here it is this is me calling my own shit hotline um and trying to experience what other people experience when they call the shit hotline oh fuck this fuck this answering machine i just tried it for the first time i'm having a real shit emergency and it's not working Jack making it worse i gotta totally rethink this i'm like really like I'm walking right now, and I feel like I'm not gonna make it. And my voice isn't doing anything to calm me down. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work for you. <laughs> Doug, wait a second. <laughs> you were so, you were so mad. I was so mad. So I fucking hated my voice. I was like, <laughs> it made me have to shit more. I was like, this motherfucker telling me to calm down? This is bullshit. Wait, I don't remember. What do you say on the outgoing message? I say that, you know, like, this is the shit hotline. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're calling this, you're having a shit emergency. And I'm here to let you know that it's okay. You're going to make it. Uh, and then I give a disclaimer, like, if you do leave a message, we can use it on the show. That's it. And then, and then you, so you call that thinking maybe you would be able to calm yourself down maybe hearing you're past to you hearing i'm gonna make it by myself or myself <laughs> uh but it just sounded like fucking bullshit <laughs> and it just made me angry that that past doug didn't have was wasn't about to shit his pants okay so psa <laughs> um i also want to say betsy is on this ep full episode you just listen to this one because she's great she's yeah. so funny and she has a really good story but the end of the episode is funny because they keep on being like, okay, wrap it up. The episode's over. And Betsy's like, wait, I got one more. And then they're like, okay, thanks, Betsy. Okay, that was the episode. Betsy's like, wait, there's just just this morning. Like, she keeps on adding stories to it. So um, I just wanted so you all good. to know about this excellent service. It's, uh, once again, 1786. Hold it in. Wait, I'm a little confused why you didn't just uh, rant for six full minutes at the top of your segment. I thought that's what the thing we were doing now. I was I giving that to you. Oh, okay, so thanks. I'll do it next time. No one wants to hear me. No, um, that was important. That was important, and mine was not important. More important. Oh, okay, sure. Speaking of more important, should we jump into segment segment? Yes. The segment where we talk about non-podcast related things because we are people with dynamic interests in different things that we like to talk about. Yeah, you don't know us. You don't know us? Yeah, they do. You don't know our lives? Uh, wow. Uh, DJ Jaywoo, yeah, do you first. want to start? 
I feel like we always yeah, hurt. I go first. Uh, you, you. I go mine first. is FIFA 19 for the Nintendo Switch. I've been, I don't know. I have been ignoring FIFA for a, a couple of years now because I realized how addicted I was to it. Justin, we don't know what this is. Explain it. Yeah, I mean, so sorry. I do, FIFA but. is a soccer <laughs> video game and it is like, it's just drugs. That's all it is. Um, anyways, yeah. I got it back into it because I was like, ah, oh, just I'll play like a game here and there. Do and you want to tell the real reason you got back into it? No, tell me. No, you tell me the real reason. Because I play Nintendo. Oh yeah, okay. every mm-hmm. night. And I, you were like, I guess I, I should play it because it's a relaxing thing for me. Yeah. And so now we play together, but like Aww. at the same time, it's no, no, it's not all. It's well, like yeah, it's more like silence. It's more like what the lots fuck? of button no, clicking. No, we talk. We talk <laughs> while we're we're playing, but it's just very like. This is, I think, the boredom problem, right? Because uh, when you have to take turns in Nintendo, that's fucking boring sometimes. That's boring. It's like a thing where we're like, we can't be bored for one second, so yeah. we're both going to play Nintendo on different consoles, like Wait, completely different games. But you only have one screen. How, how do you no, do you so like it? she's playing on the TV, the TV yeah. and I'm just like doing the handheld thing with Switch. the Switch. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's so fun. Life tip. It's yeah, sweet. It's You're cute. like you're enjoying it, it side by side. I think it's cute. Yeah, anyways. I do think it's cute because we're just so nerdy. Okay, like what it. player do you like to play as? Well, no, I'm. I created a season oh and I created my own player, Tell and his name is Guy Fieri, <laughs> and he is no. And so, so like you know, in soccer, uh, like players, like Brazilian players specifically have nicknames. So like Neymar is not his like full. It's like not his full name. Yeah, but he goes by Neymar. Uh-huh. Uh And so I, my guy goes by Flavor Town. <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's good. Um, That's really good. It's yeah, it's entertaining for me. <laughs> Eric, you want to go next? Yeah, my segment segment is um, uh, vote. Go vote. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, it is, but it's not. Wait, I'm confused. Do you want us to vote? I do want you to vote only okay. for voting Democratic. Right. Uh, <laughs> if you're confused about where to vote or how to vote, go to vote411.org. Anyway, or um, you could call one seven eight six hold it in and like ask. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure that like will any, also work. Just yeah. ask, ask anyone. Yeah, e- literally anyone. E- either way. Like tweet Nicole Byer. I don't know. There's ways. Or just email the big listen at WAMU.org. Right. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> One of any of these ways will get yeah. you voting. Anyway. That might not. Might maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um yeah. my real one is that Big Mouth is back on Netflix. Do you guys remember Big Mouth? Yeah. So yeah. it's a hi- hysterical um, animated series about these kids going through puberty from Jesse Klein and um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and it's just so funny and so good and it's just like uh, it just makes me happy you should watch season two yeah I gotta get into it um, yeah. you know who writes for Big Mouth who Max Silvestri, Silvestri yeah. I'm a big fan of Max Silvestri love him um, he loves Michael Conley books and talks about mm-hmm. them all the time. So I had little Brown, my friends at Little Brown, send him oh. a bunch of Michael Conley books, and he talks about it on every fucking podcast. Oh he's my on. gosh! He's like that's Little Brown amazing. sent me Michael Conley books, and this is my joy, like uh, giving people books that they love. Right. So I love that he loves books, uh, and he so is fun. really funny. And um, I would recommend doing a search for Max Silvestri and listening to all the podcasts he's on because he's hysterical. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! And I want to watch Big Mouth. Yeah. Also, like. Um, uh, Jenny Slate is on it and Maya Rudolph like it's oh it is Class. it's so good yeah um 
I think mine is okay. So when I moved to New York ten years ago, I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. No more than um, that because I just yeah, celebrated like my 11? ten year anniversary. Yeah. yeah, but it was like the New York look was very like stilettos. People were wearing those like shoes with the red backs on them. You know, like high heel oh, black, yeah, mono- painful. Mono- yeah, yeah, painful, painful shoes. And that was just what everybody fucking wore, and we're destroying yeah. our feet. Yeah. And now the new look is beautiful yes. nice dresses with sneakers yes i'm i'm serious and i love it and i already had like a head start to liking sneakers because when i married dj Woo, he loves sneakers what, which you used to before dj Woo, you never be caught dead in a never sneaker. got yeah. dead so i have a little sneaker collection now a tiny com- in comparison to dj Woo's. it's a mere sliver <laughs> but i love my sneakers i get excited to wear them and i think they look really nice and i love that this look is like first of all it looks fucking awesome and also it's like yeah, we're, we're women were doing a lot on already. Like, let us have comfortable shoes so we yeah. can get there. Also, it allows me to run to work in the morning. Yes. <laughs> okay. So sneakers and dresses, love it. I fully so support it. that. Thank you. You don't have to be running around on stilts if you don't want to. No, and you can wear stilettos if you want. That's yeah, the other part yeah. of the equation. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I love that. <sighs> Man, Ooh. this epi was full of ups and downs, highs and lows, sides to sides. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was all over the place. And I loved it. But I hope you had fun listening and thank you for listening. And thanks to Kara. And thank you for my miniature Reese's. Oh, you're this welcome. This is the best trick-or-treating day of Happy my life. Happy Halloween! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Go vote! <laughs>